I'm back. Hello, sir. Hey. Hey. Man. Wow. A month. All right. Is it? Yeah. So, um, how's the baby? I mean, a month off the shell. I mean, oh, people must have like written letters and tweets. Are the numbers down for the show? I bet they're way down, right? Like, well, it's like, I mean, you haven't been off the show for a month. No, I, I did. I'm I had a baby and everything. I wasn't No, here. yeah. We we know you had a baby, but remember we pre recorded a, a month worth of shows. So you only missed one episode, I think. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't like a, a public outcry or anything? I don't think there would have been one way or the other, but no. No, cool. That's well that's good. That's good. I'm that's glad, good. actually. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Is is that a welcome banner? This you got there? This? No. Mm-hmm. This is it's a stupid, it's nothing. You, you made yourself a welcome banner. You made one for you to, to welcome yourself back. That's what happened? Yes. Okay. I just wanted the song to like screech to a halt as though the record had been pulled, even though it was live. Well, the song they decided on is like, Christmas, Christmas, great. All right, out of here. <laughs> I really wanted the mom to start singing instructions, just like, Hark, hear the barrels, Carol, come back, come back, Carol, Carol, come over here. Straight Please to the coda, straight to the coda, done. Yeah. <laughs> Hark, hear the bells, there they are, heard them, great. Everyone got the bells. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because drugs rob you of your ambition. I'm your host, <laughs> No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. So, you know who's thinking about starting a family? Who's that? Heath. Yeah, no, it's it's nifty. It's nifty. We're going to find out why in just a minute. It's kind of related, though, to the person sitting 900 miles to my northeast, and that would be my bad friend, Eli Bosnick, making his triumphant return. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I Don't do it. Don't do it. Do you like sleep? Do you like <laughs> unbroken periods of sleep? I'm fantastic, Noah. Yeah. No better way to get back into God awful movies than Jimmy Stewart's last gibbering moments on camera. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, yeah, all right. So tell us, Heath, what will we be breaking down today? We watched Mr. Enright's Christmas. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Kruger's <laughs> Christmas. It's a Jimmy Stewart movie from nineteen eighty. It's a Wonderful Life was 1946, I believe, just to give you some perspective. <laughs> it's about a sad old man by himself on Christmas Eve. It's the story of how we're all just decomposing bags of meat, slowly <laughs> marching towards a lonely death. But with a Christmas theme. And that's what Christmas is all about. Thank you, Noah. I brought it back. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie? Well... If you love It's a Wonderful Life, but you wish George Bailey didn't matter so much, <laughs> you will love this movie. This movie might as well have Clarence show up halfway through and just be like, fuck, which version is this? I Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. There is really Are you no, my ghost? What do I do? No I discernible it. difference at all. Wow. I could wow. take the bus. I don't need wings. This seems <laughs> hard. <laughs> All right, so Eli, I have one uh, follow-up question for you. Why are we watching a goddamn <laughs> Christmas movie with Jimmy Stewart, the most lovable man in the history of cinema, uh, in June? <laughs> so I have been assured by the half a dozen people who insisted this be a part of Mormon Movie Month that this is the Mormon Christmas movie. We have... Apparently, dozens of Mormon listeners whose parents like feverishly slammed this into the VHS player, insisting that the Mormon version was better than It's a Wonderful Life. This is the new, this is the new Coke of Mormon Christmas movies. And boy, is it just as successful. This is the crack of Mormon Christmas movies. Absolutely. All right. So is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? 
Yeah, I'm going best, worst, actually best, just plain best cat. <laughs> this cat is the only companion for the sad old man. So first of all, it's it's the only thing that makes this not directly about me. I'm going to be a sad old man with a dog. But the cat Are you is am- I might have a cat too. Are I don't you? know. But the cat is amazing. Every time the old guy talks to the cat, the cat is very clearly roasting the guy in like a cat <laughs> thought bubble. Being like, dude, dude, like, wow. If I have to watch you have another soft jerk on the couch, I'm going to kill myself 10 times just to be fucking sure of it. You don't, you don't think I know what's happening? You make eye contact with me. You got to cut that shit out. This is rough. God. It's the only pussy I can get. I <laughs> and I got to say this as a cat person, this part bothered me a, a, a ton. They treat him like he keeps calling the cat he and his name's George and it's a fucking tortoise shell cat. It's obviously a female cat anyway. So I was going to go with best worst conversation with a baby. We'll get to that towards the end of the film. And it's supposed <laughs> to be baby Jesus. But if you take that away and you just imagine this as a conversation a man's having with a baby, which is what was happening when they filmed <laughs> the it. Of the movie. Yep. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Also, when you combine those two factors, like the cat and the baby never say anything positive to Jimmy Stewart. Mr. Kroger just spends the entire time with everyone being like, <laughs> including in his imagination. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. Including Jesus Christ, the Messiah <laughs> of the world. Yeah. He gets backed into a conversational corner by the Christ child. (laughs) Spoiler alert. And see, I already hinted at this in the intro, but I was going to go with best worst Mormon version of a thing they do not need a Mormon version of, right? (sighs) It's a Wonderful Life serves the theocratic message just fine. But what you, you can so see the Mormons working their very, very hardest to get their diet Pepsi version of It's a Wonderful Life. They're like, well, James not Stewart. diet Pepsi. I mean, let's <laughs> right. come on. Let's be diet. Dr. Pepper. Root they get, beer. They no, no, their... no, 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 they, no. Nothing that caffeinated. Tastes more like regular Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid analogy. But they're like, OK, Jimmy Stewart. Check. Fantasy sequences. Check. Adorable little girl. Check. Great, the movie's done. Don't write a script. We've got it. We've nailed yeah, this Yeah, right. Whole thing. No, yeah, we can we can word it in while we go. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're about to try to squeeze a whole god awful movies episode out of a 25-minute video starring the most likable human being in the history of film with an out of practice Eli. So I need a minute to prepare for the challenge, but on the other side of this break, we'll dive into all the half-assed fantasies that are Mr. Kruger's Christmas. So just put it as a note on the Instacart. Okay, but the problem is the shopper might not know what I mean by smooth enough to go you know where. Uh, I think they'll know, actually. Hey, guys, what you doing? Oh, hey, no, we're trying to find stuff to cram up Eli's butt. Yeah, it is not easy. Well, did you try adamandeve.com? What's hmm, adamandeve.com? They're the number one adult toy superstore. They've got tons of stuff to cram up your butt in a way that's safe but fun. Plus, right now, you can get almost any one item 50% off when you use our code AWFUL at checkout. Wait, so we could get the Crystal Jelly's anal starter? 50% off. Okay, but what about the Jolly Pops Smooth Anal Dildo? 50% off. Plus, you'll get 10 free boredom-busting gifts, including six spicy movies, a three-piece bonus kit, and best of all, Free shipping delivered discreetly right to your door. Go to adamandeve.com and use that offer code AWFUL to get 50% off just about any item plus 10 free gifts. Use code AWFUL at checkout. You know what, Noah? I'm in. Now, let's delete a bunch of this stuff from this grocery cart. Frozen grapes? Really? Everything's anal beads if you try, Noah. Don't try that. Uh, Okay, but then what do we do after we hide... The billions of dollars. Uh, what do you even? I, I don't understand the question. Would, well, I mean, like, do do we spend it or? Well, well, hello there, Jimmy. Jimmy Stewart. It is an honor, sir. Oh, uh, now, now, you fellas, you're you're pulling my leg. That's that's popping. No, 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 not at all. Huge fan, like genuinely huge fan. So glad you're doing the movie. Well, I I can't wait to hear all about it. Right. Okay. So. So you play this kindly, lonely old janitor named Mr. Kruger. Yeah. So he works in this building 
and lives alone with his cat and has nobody to spend Christmas with. Oh, I see a real tugger on the heartstrings. Yeah, yeah, right. No, exactly. And all through the movie, he's like fantasizing about having friends and a community and a family and people that care about him. But they're always just daydreams. But then some real carolers come to the door and the little girl with the carolers, she leaves her gloves in his apartment. Oh, and then? Oh, get ready for it. Oh, I'm ready. They go back and get the gloves. And 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 then what? Oh, uh, then they, I don't, know, I don't know, have dinner, I think, maybe. Turkey dinner. So wait, he's, Mr. Kroger doesn't turn out to be anybody's lost uncle or find a family. No, just, no, 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 no. Uh, but, you know, he gets to, he gets to go to dinner with them. Yeah. He, he gets to go to dinner with them. Hmm? Turkey. Fuck it, I'm in. Awesome. Yeah, so excited. I have crippling PTSD. You do. You do. It's true. Very sad. And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to open up on a janitor, uh, janiting, custodian. I don't know. I I will say Alfonso Cuaron totally stole the fucking opening for Roma from this movie, though, obviously. That's what I've always said. I've always said. (laughs) Yeah, he's sweeping up, like, pine tree crumbs on the floor of a building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. I don't know. Everybody's got, like, leprous Christmas trees in 19-whatever. <laughs> and just as he finishes, another. this is apparently a real problem for him, because just as he finishes, a guy comes through with, like, another Christmas tree that he's giving shaken baby syndrome the entire <laughs> way to the elevator. He's, like, swinging it over his head, doing the backbreaker, <laughs> elbow dropping in. Back in 1980, did everyone go get their Christmas tree on Christmas fucking Eve? Yeah. Right? Because this is supposed yeah, to be... I feel be- like that's, you know, you, you got to get some December in there. The whole thing is to... Yeah. It's it's depressing as soon as Christmas is over. Right. But Mr. Kroger, he's got the Christmas spirit and he's like, oh, that's fine. And as long as it's a Christmas tree, I'll sweep again. I really wanted like a Jewish guy with muddy shoes to walk through the lobby and for him to lose his shit. God damn it. I just finished mopping. You know what? I leave it there. I leave it there. The mud stays. I haven't cleaned the hallway of that Muslim guy in 44B for 16 weeks. (laughs) But Jesus loved pine trees. Those were. Yeah, he was into them. Available. All right, so yeah, so now I guess he's going to go buy himself a Christmas tree after he gets done working. So he goes out on the street and he just starts like randomly yelling Merry Christmas at people. <laughs> they don't yell it back and, and that's supposed to be all sad, I guess. <laughs> it's like a subway preacher trying to say Merry Christmas and everybody's just like, come on, man, nobody cares. Get out of here. No way. <laughs> so he's getting all mad. I said Merry Christmas. Fuck you. Okay, fuck you. You know what? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> also, like, narratively, I understand that this is supposed to be sad. Like, oh, no one's wishing the the little old man a Merry Christmas. But, like, no one's ever responded Merry Christmas to a stranger wishing them Merry Christmas and then been like, that interaction went awesome. He did not ask me if he could talk to me for a minute and then ask me for $40. <laughs> Oh, you're selling a CD? I didn't see that coming. I'll be honest. I didn't think you'd be selling a CD. You signed well, okay. it to me. I don't. I didn't even say my name, so it's crazy you signed it to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, of course, when it doesn't, with the first couple Merry Christmases don't work, he just wanders up on some a family, you know, looking into some shop window and starts talking directly to the kids. Hey, is that what you want Santa to bring you on Christmas morning right there? That one? Yeah. Speaking of which, he will do this a lot. If this movie has a theme, it is Mr. Kroger speaks to other people's children without permission. (laughs) Right. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. This is the only parent that's like, all right, don't 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 talk to the old gross and just (laughs) carries the kids away. Like, well, yeah, shepherds them out out of the danger. The first 90 seconds of the movie, the, the message seems to be when a random elderly person accosts your children on the street, just, you know, let it play out. See, see how it goes. Really wanted the mother to like step in to take the kid away, and the dad puts his arm in front. Wait, 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 wait. Let's see where this goes. See, see what happens. Maybe there's a. Oh, uh, there. he's got a CD. I'm saying, I see. Yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. So, so he keeps wandering. The the parents like shuffle those kids off. 
He wanders by the Salvation Army. I, I find it weird that their church gets a plug in some other church's movie, but okay. Yeah, it's very strange. She doesn't give him anything, though. Not because they're homophobes. I guess he's just like all paid out on the fucking Merry Christmases. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Well, they're the only people who say Merry Christmas back to him, essentially. Like, Merry Christmas, want to donate? He's like, fuck you. You know what? Who says Merry Christmas is on the street? Get out of here. <laughs> all right, so now he's he looks in this one window and he sees this suit that he sure wishes Santa would bring him. And this is when we get the first of his many Walter Mitty-esque fantasy sequences. But his <laughs> oh. fantasies are also goddamn sad. Like, the first one is that, like, he imagines what it must be like to to buy that suit. <laughs> it seems like he's more focused on the fact that somebody could be buying multiple hats in the same transaction. <laughs> that's, like, the biggest... That's a daydream to him. Yep. Yeah. Is two hats in one buy. Wow. Also, was it just me or did that fantasy have to cut away before the like girl store clerk put on a French maid outfit and pegged him? Yeah, yes. I felt like there was a very abrupt oh, turn away. Well, that, yeah. Was there a cutaway from that? Well, so so he's having this fantasy about buying the suit. And I, I'm thinking like I wanted to go the whole way and like, you know, they try to start selling him the reward program card. <laughs> and the fucking receipt is 18 feet long and shit. But no, but like this woman walks up and she's like, why, Mr. Kruger, you look dashing in that suit. And I'm like, OK, now this is a fucking daydream. Now I get it. But then it immediately cuts away. Flash cuts back to him in front of the winner. That's right. Remove your whole tongue. Use your whole <laughs> tongue. <laughs> But instead, we do this dumbass thing in movies where, like, somebody's daydreaming, and then we cut to the person who's daydreaming, and he's apparently been acting out this daydream the whole time. Right. So that one ended with him bowing to the to the woman that said hi to him and, like, holding his hat out to her. So now he's just standing there with his hat out, and some guy walks by and gives him a dollar. Right. Get it? Because he has his hat out. And he is baffled by this. He's like, oh, I don't understand this at all. I was... Walking down the street, yelling random sentiments at people. I talked to a child I didn't know. Then I stared <laughs> in the window and mimed an interaction I wasn't happening. And this asshole thought that I was asking for money. What the fuck is wrong with people? All right. How do I repeat this transaction, though? I got a dollar out of that. Yeah, I'm like 398 more of those. You can get that fucking suit, man. <laughs> so. And then he gives the dollar to the Salvation Army, though. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, that he does. Yeah. Like, I don't want your filthy bum money. Like, hey, guys, you know what? You should walk over by that window and have a doodly-do and daydream <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I got it. It might be a portal to another dimension. Or something. I got a dollar. Though, I'm doing way you better. You seem to need dollars. You guys have a whole brass band and everything, and I'm doing way better <laughs> than you guys are. Are you guys all doodly-doing? The fat guy in the back is definitely doodly-doing, but I think yeah, he's look the at only him. one. <laughs> he's not even acknowledging me. <laughs> He looks like he's, is he getting pegged? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now we cut to the, the Christmas tree store where all the happy families have gathered to buy that last minute Christmas tree. And of course, he's staring all creepily at some couple's baby. Oh, he is admiring other people's <laughs> children like Heath looks at another table's steak. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I get my own steak eventually. That's, yeah, that's, that's not exactly the same, <laughs> but it, it's pretty rough. He's buying his sad tree from like the no family section and it has no needles <laughs> and it's just falling apart. It's like handheld. It's tiny. It's so fucking sad. This whole thing. Yeah. The one Charlie Brown overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. And neither he nor the salesman acknowledge that this fucking sucks. Right. They act like this is a totally normal transaction, which is not a beat you should have in the movie. It should be like, well, I've only got 50 cents. Hey, well, then, buddy, I can give you this one. But instead, he's just like, here's your fucking three needle Christmas tree, Mr. Kroger. <laughs> oh, that looks fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So he takes the tree home. We get to meet the star of the movie, George, the obviously female cat. They will refer to by male pronouns throughout. Right. Oh. How can you tell it's female? Because it's a it's a tortoise shell. Those are those are it's like a calico thing. Genetically, it's almost almost guaranteed to be female. Oh, hmm. you you guys didn't know that calico I cats? I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I guess it's a cat person thing. But yeah, that's a that's a that's a female cat. And I saw the movie Cats. <laughs> yeah. So he has a little back and forth with his cat. And again, as Heath pointed out at the beginning, in his imagination, this cat fucking hates him. 
Right, he walks yep. in and he's like, "Um, oh, hello, George. Merry Christmas." No. Oh, oh, George, don't say that. Come on. <laughs> oh, George, George, that's not your word to use, George. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Honestly, he puts the tree on the table, which is sad enough. Like this tiny little bullshit tree, just like plops it on the table, and the cat's and he asks the cat, he's like, "You like that tree, George?" I wanted the cat to just like backhand it right off the table. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, Jew cat. <laughs> and then he puts on a record for our listeners under the age of 50 who don't wear skinny jeans. Records were giant, expensive, <laughs> fragile plates that held one ten thousandth of the music your watch does. No. Yeah. Way more than that. Not, not exactly. But, um, <laughs> The math was a little off, but the the record player that he has, he's this like kind of poor guy in this basement apartment. He has like a like a get smart record player that like pops out of <laughs> yeah. like a thing. Is that was that, that was, a thing that existed? Was that standard I mean, I, to, I, to like have a record player that like comes out of a, a drawer of its own and like pops up and turns on itself like a fucking Swiss Army musical yeah. device? Yeah, it was pretty fucking sweet. That was really cool. I want that now. And and then okay, so we have to talk about the picture of his his dead wife. Um, now Martha. Her, well, right, her all dead wives and mothers were named Martha until 1983, apparently. <laughs> right? She is a handsome woman. She's she a is. handsome. You could you could slice pastrami on that jaw. Let me tell you. <laughs> okay. Martha is Ben Shapiro. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Heath has put a picture, yes. which we will pass along to Tim so he can put it on the Facebook. That is a side by side of Martha and Ben Shapiro. They are identical. <laughs> well, Martha's in black and white. That's the only difference. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just put a yeah. filter on this Ben Shapiro and you can't tell which is which. Except for the yarmulke. <laughs> yeah. She looks like Richard Nixon in drag. Yeah. <laughs> except for the yarmulke. Right. Yeah, except for the yarmulke. All right, so he puts on this record, his little Christmas album, and now it's time for another fantasy. This time, he'll fantasize about conducting an orchestra or <laughs> waving his hands about in front of an orchestra. Yeah, I wrote, he's not conducting so much as he's reenacting a Joe Biden shoulder massage in midair. <laughs> also... He can't even come close to conducting in the right time. Oh, it no. was fucking killing me. <laughs> it's always fun God. when someone who doesn't know what conducting is does conducting because they're aware that it's it's related to the people they're conducting. But there's the hands are the left hand's always doing its own thing. <laughs> there's a lot of like little mouse gestures. The hands always come up towards each other at some point for no reason. God. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's arm gestures. That part, that's all you have. There's an ictus. It's fine. Ah, forget it. Don't even, stop doing it. Stop doing it. You're like Will Ferrell with the cowbell. You're killing me. Oh, God. So, no, I, and I'm watching this just writing in my notes. Like, is this what people fantasized about before porn was ubiquitous? You know, <laughs> they, they had nothing else. Oh, and by the way, this is the Mormon Tabernacle Choir right here. Hello. Oh. Fucking Mormon Tabernacle Choir shows up right here. All right, so then just as you're thinking to yourself, wow, this is a pretty boring fantasy, he thinks the same thing. So his fantasy fantasizes a better fantasy about a sled. Well, does does it get better? <laughs> well, a different it fantasy got, it anyway. It got upgraded from the Mormon Tabernacle Choir in their, like, beautiful auditorium to a small group of them clunking around in a sleigh behind he's in like the front of the sleigh yep. looking back conducting them you know the only thing more fun than listening to the Morbin tabernacle choir that's right hanging out with the Morbin tabernacle <laughs> choir <laughs> oh as soon as we got this shot i was like please jimmy stewart fall off the sleigh please <laughs> fall off the sleigh. seconds later he comes so close to falling off the sleigh he actually like loses his balance and falls back. I got so excited. <laughs> there were because he was like seventy three or something when they filmed this, and I, there were definitely points where I'm like, oh, don't do that to the seventy year old. Oh, please stop. <laughs> Leave Mister Stewart alone. <laughs> They've got him on the sleds and shit. And anyway, so so they and they make a snowman together, him and all these people, and then they cheer for him because you know it's his fantasy. They're going like, thank you for temporarily imagining us into existence, Mister Kirk. I don't know. <laughs> What they're cheering here. <laughs> he also conducts them for a second, like in the middle of playtime. Like he just yep. stops, 
snowmanning and they do some Christmas tunes. But like, I don't think you can just start waving your arms at a choir and they follow you like wherever they are. Right. Is that a rule for choirs? Is that how that works? It could be. We don't know that it is. Is that the go Yankees of choirs? (laughs) Yeah. But then we have this like inception moment where like he has to come out of this fantasy back into the other fantasy. And then in that fantasy, he finishes conducting the choir and they take their sweet fucking time applauding for him, right? There's a moment in his fantasy where he's like, oh, fuck, you guys aren't going to clap? No? But they did. But they did. (laughs) And it is, let's be clear, a golf clap, right? Mr. Kroger's deepest Christmas wish is to get golf claps from everyone in Utah's homophobic aunt. But only the choir applauds. Yes. Because the, there's this long, awkward pause. Nobody makes any noise. And then the choir is like, he's still just staring at us. Like, oh. And they start applauding. But the audience stays silent the whole time and is very confused why he won't like turn around and address them, the audience, at the end of the show for them. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. While he's basking in imaginary adulation, we're going to pause for a quick break. But when we come back, we'll dive into even more. Mr. Kruger's Christmas. Boy, this is nice. Just a day at the beach. Am I right? Oh, tell me about it. Can't wait to catch some waves. Hey, guys. Ready for beach day? Uh, uh Yeah. Aren't you a little hot there, Heath? What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Why? Uh, okay, I'll bite. Uh, why are you wearing a fur coat? I'm not wearing a fur coat. You're... You're not wearing a fur coat? No. What? So that's that's just your body. Yeah, okay. Okay. I guess maybe I let things get a little out of control. It has whatever. It has sleeves. It has very well, obvious Okay, sleeves. what am I supposed to do about it? I mean, why not try manscaped? Oh. What's manscaped? Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They have forever changed the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. The Perfect Package 3.0? That's right. The Perfect Package 3.0. Kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those of you in need of a chest shave. This third-generation trimmer features skin-safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. Plus, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. Yeah, that actually sounds great, because my thighs are basically a Victorian Harlequin's cheeks right now. It's, it's, It's not great. Vivid. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value add, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code AWFUL at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AWFUL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code AWFUL. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. You know what, guys? I'm in. Now, who's up for a skinny dip? Wait, that's not your swimsuit? It is not, no. Yeah, maybe we just go to a doctor instead. Nah. Okay. Don't you throw a snowball at me, Timmy. I'm gonna. Don't. Oh, hey there, fellas. Uh, uh, what, what are you doing, Mr. Kruger? Oh, uh, I'm conducting you, aren't I? I mean, are you in the choir or not? I mean, yeah, we are in the choir. Right, but we don't like just sing whenever anybody waves their hands at us. But but you're a choir. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, we are, but like not not on demand. Right. Okay, okay st- still no. Don't, don't, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to get hurt. You're, 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 yep. yep. There it is. There it yep. was. You hurt yourself. There it is. Can I have one of your mittens? Is it to decorate your house? Yes. Then no. 
And we're back. When we last left off our hero, he was imagining how awesome it would be to improperly lead an orchestra and then get clapped for, even though the musicians did all the work. Now, we're going to rejoin him getting uh, pulled out of that fantasy by the realization that there are carolers walking down the street outside. <laughs> yep. And he, he accosts them, essentially. <laughs> he goes up to his weird basement window that can sort of see the street. He sticks his face through the bars and he's like, Carol for me now. Carol me. Carol me. Well, Merry Christmas. And, and at and first like, they can't uh, hear him because they're looking up. <laughs> so they well, because looking. they can clearly hear him and they're like, nobody look at the crazy. Don't, don't look at that. It's me in the basement. Hello? I live down here in a basement. Do you want to come down here into my basement? Oh. Volume up. Volume <laughs> up, everybody. Keep moving. He, yeah. he fucking beckons him like he's being held there against his will. They finally are like, oh, well, hi, basement person. And he's like, do you want to come hang out? And they're like, this is weird. Uh, no, we don't. Wow. We would love that, but no. Just, you know, I just have an excuse, but and no. hey. Credit where credit's due. This is the first Christmas movie where a round of carolers have just been like, you seem gross. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, our caroling boss gets mad if we yeah. do that. We have to keep moving. Do a shot with me. <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> All right, but yeah, but I guess they, they are bound by the code of carolers or whatever to, to come carol for whoever beckons them. So they decide that they're going to come down to his basement apartment and carol for him, right? Oh, and just once, I really want them to realistically react to his basement apartment. Well, come on in. Gee, thanks, mister. Now, you all just hold on and I'll, I'll make you some hot chocolate. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. What is that smell? What now? Yeah. Sorry, just, you know, really reeks of cat urine in here. You must know well, that. You can taste it. You can just, like, taste it on the air. Oh, uh, well, it's is the... That, is, is that the furnace? Do, do you live next to the building's open furnace? Like, right next to it? Uh, nice and warm well, down wait, here. We have children with us. You saw that we had children when you invited us down here, right? Just... Just wanted to hear the, the carol songs. But could, could you not hear him in here? Your window was or, open. Or, or did you maybe want to come outside instead of bringing us down into your basement dungeon? Hot chocolate. Yeah, but I don't see any hot chocolate. Do you even actually have any? No. Okay, we're going to go. Yeah, let's go. Merry Christmas. I'm Jewish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like a super negative reaction <laughs> yeah I, I had i had an apartment just like that when you and i met eli <laughs> you recorded your first guest appearance on skating atheist from it sure did <laughs> yeah but your cats weren't like dude just don't okay we got company but don't start weeping and Show everybody Ben Shapiro in the frame. That's <laughs> gross. You always do that. If you could not overreact to a child and you're overreacting to a child. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So he runs around his apartment, getting it ready for company and everything. And then, of course, he has to dive into another little fantasy about what it would be like if his fucking apartment didn't suck. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just to be clear about the evolving daydream that he's having. Now it's to have a kind of fancy enough house to impress carolers that he yells at on the street. That's his daydream right now. His fantasy. Pretty fucking sad, yeah. So in his fantasy, of course, he, he greets them and he kisses the lady on the hand and then we come back out into reality and darn it if he's not really kissing the lady on the hand and I'm like, wow, it's a good thing he has much more tame fantasies than me. <laughs> that was a long hand kiss, too. You could see the other actress being like, can I move my hand now? I feel like he's going to fall. Like, <laughs> it's like a load-bearing hand right now. Jimmy? Jimmy? He also offers them hot chocolate, but instead of preparing or making any steps towards getting them hot chocolate, he just eye-fucks the only child in the group oh, for the entirety was... of a song. Ooh, super creepy. Yeah. Rough. So they're they're like they're obligated to do one song apparently. So they're like kind of like stepping up the tempo, trying to get the hell out of there. And there's this little girl staring at him 
And then he just starts giving her this really creepy series of looks and she wanders off and he wanders after her. And I just wanted the song to like screech to a halt as though the record had been pulled, even though it was live. Well, the song they decided on is like Christmas, Christmas. Great. All right. Out of here. <laughs> I really wanted the mom to start singing instructions just like, hark, hear the barrels, Carol, come back, come back, Carol, Carol, come over here. Straight Please to the coda, here. straight to the coda, done. Yeah. <laughs> hark, hear the bells. There they are. Heard them. Great. Everyone got the bells. And they actually play themselves off. He starts, he's being like, please don't leave. I'm going to give I'm going to make chocolate. And they're like, ha, 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 playing music to leave. And they walk out as they're singing exit music. Yeah. Oh, we'd love to stay, but we're in the middle of this song. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, so the little girl wanders off and checks out his nativity scene and moves it around. And then the mom's like, oh, don't mess with his stuff. And he's like, no, that's all right. I was going to do that. I was going to rearrange it like that anyway. Please. And he literally says as they walk away. Please don't go. Yep. It's so dark. This movie is so You want to listen to my records or look at my picture of vintage Sarah Huckabee Sanders? <laughs> go to the door. Go to the door. Door, door, door. Meanwhile, the whole the cat's sitting there going like, what am I, fucking chopped liver over here? You barely even pet me since you walked in. I mean, <laughs> hello, companionship, but go fuck yourself. I uh, really wanted him to turn to George and be like, what's that, George? We have to kill them for leaving us? Perhaps, George. Perhaps. <laughs> So, all right. So, yeah, so they leave and he's sad for a minute. But then the cat suggests maybe they decorate the tree and that'll cheer him up. Right. So good. The cat's just like meow, meow. And he's like, I guess you're right. We should decorate the tree. And no, no, you definitely got roasted again. The, the cat was clearly <laughs> like, dude, this is so fucking dark. Do you not see what's happening? <laughs> What do you mean I could hang myself from these pipes in the ceiling? You know what, George? We're decorating the tree. <laughs> also, he finishes, like, we watch him finish decorating the tree, and he steps back, and again, in this Christmas movie, we see him be like, well, that looks like fucking dog shit, doesn't it, George? <laughs> well, right, yeah, he, he decorates his tree, he looks at it, and he's like, well, that's not very impressive at all, and then has a fantasy about having a larger tree. Right. And the little girl is there, which is cool and normal and normal and cool. Oh, my God. She's blurred out like fucking Sybil Shepherd, too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm writing in my nose. I don't want to be in this fantasy anymore. I don't have to do this movie. I'm not obligated by law or anything. OK, but you had not yet seen the Amish sheet dancers at that point. I'm quite <laughs> sure. oh, then you were back on board. Oh, were you not? <laughs> I had forgotten lyrical dance existed until this happened. And then I was like, right. Right. White people made up their own less hard version of ballet. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Russian assholes making me stand on my toes. That hurts. <laughs> it's, well, and of course, it's a Mormon movie. So and guys, just be a little more aware image wise here. When you start the dance number, don't have 14 women in one man. OK, just be aware. <laughs> but the little girl is dancing with them, too. And. And, and and decorating the tree and putting this and like he's really super into this. I, it's weird how passive a role he's taking in his own fantasy, but you know, I wanted to see him miming this amazing spectator moment in his fantasy. He's just back <laughs> in his apartment looking. <laughs> George is just slowly turning on the gas with his little paws, <laughs> oh, putting a match next to the fucking fireplace. <laughs> But then even in this little fantasy, everybody just fucks off. Everyone, even in this fantasy, has a better place to be than with him. I wanted it to, like, turn into fucking Inception, right? He's like, no, I'll make hot chocolate. Come back. And then he's fantasizing and sizing about the fantasy all staying. And then there's, there's two little girls and they're having a pillow fight. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what, there are a ton of implications of that fantasy I don't want to unpack, and even more that I don't want Eli to unpack. So we're going to stop there for a minute, but first let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Can Jimmy Stewart defeat the dehumanizing forces of capitalism in time? Will he finally fantasize about something I could jerk off to? Why doesn't he just volunteer at a shelter or something? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the exciting conclusion of Mr. Kruger's Christmas. Hi. I'm Eli Bosnick. And I'm Heath Enright. Do you love god-awful movies? 
Do you want access to 48 extra bonus episodes? Do you know how fucking expensive diapers are? Well, that... Wait, what? No, sorry. Nothing. Go ahead. Do the pitch. Okay. Okay, well, why not pledge as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash godawful? I mean, they're just so expensive. And the kid goes through like 12 a day. Also, can you put one on that he has peed on while you were putting it on? Because I feel like you can't, but then he's just always peeing. He is constantly you, you, peeing. You, you also get an RSS feed that works on any podcast player. A hospital bill was like an inner city teacher's salary. High level patrons get a bingo card. And the wipes. You can't just buy normal fucking wipes. No, they got to be the water wipes or his ass spontaneously bursts into flame like the drummer from fucking Spinal Tap. Patreon.com. Slash got off. I've done laundry 13 times this week. Okay. 13. A lot of that's you, though. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone, gather around. It's time for the big dance finale number of Mr. Kruger's Christmas. Hooray! Now, um, silly question. Does, does, Does anyone here know how to dance? Oh, uh, me and my sisters are wearing ballerina outfits. Oh, so you guys, you do ballet? No, no, but we do have the outfits. We're wearing them. And uh, what about the other several dozen of you? Um, I was hoping to just stand here in frame and stare directly into the camera. Can I do that? Oh, that sounds uh, super terrible. uh, I'm going to do that. Does anyone, anyone here have an activity they can actually do? Uh, uh, yes, yes, Mr. Stewart. Yeah, I, I could, I could climb a ladder. Ooh, me uh, too. But who are we making this movie for again? Um, the Mormons, I think. Oh, this, yeah, that'll be fine. That'll be good. Yeah, this will be good. I want to climb the ladder first. No. And we're back for still more of this shit. When we last left off, Jimmy Stewart was fantasizing about watching other people decorate a larger tree. And we're going to rejoin him getting pulled out of that fantasy by old Mrs. McLean banging on the damn pipes to summon him. Irish. Just saying. What? (laughs) Irish. Classic. Bigot. (laughs) So do you mean the banging on the pipes is an Irish thing or just the, the name McLean? Both. Yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, McLean, I think she is. Yeah. So he, apparently that's like her way of telling him that he needs to stoke the furnace because she's cold. I thought maybe it was he was implying that like, ugh, that's old timey fuck code. She wants to fuck me. She's banging uh, on the pipes from upstairs. That, well, that, that's what I was wondering if maybe that's the code she was trying to send and he just kept stoking the fucking furnace. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps asking if I'm up, George. What does that mean? Of course I'm up. I live here. all right so and then we cut over to the carolers this is where the little girl clarissa realizes that she left her mittens at the old man's house (laughs) and the mom (laughs) the mom is like oh at the old man's house we can get you new mittens honey that's really (laughs) if you left your hands we'd get you new hands we're not going back there no. This whole thing has a very taken in plain sight vibe, kiddo. We're just going to get you some <laughs> You know, I, I, I have it on good authority. He's been fantasizing about you since we left. So. Yeah, you've made it into all of his daydreams. There, there's no way he didn't put his dick in those mittens. That's 100% <laughs> what happened to those mittens. They don't show it in the movie, but they imply it. It's clear. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so we cut back to him, but they decide, oh, we're going to have to go back and get her mittens, darn it. So they they head back and we cut back over to him and he's like, like, won't let the cat sleep because he's like, well, I need somebody to talk to. Right. George, wake up. Let's play wingspan. Come on. (laughs) It gets fun. You just got to wait out the first couple of rounds, George. Come on, George. Don't do this to me. (laughs) And he finds the mittens. And in the craziest thing ever captured on film, he just decorates his tree with them. You know, like a normal insane person would. What the oh. fuck? 
was that it's all about? So depressing. He drapes the mittens on his tiny little bullshit tree and it almost falls over. The tree is actually <laughs> on a tilt because of two mittens. Yeah. Like the dick thing would have been less sad than this, honestly. <laughs> I really wanted like an extra long sequence of the mittens falling off the tree and him putting it back on, falling off the tree, putting it back on. Tree tilts over. He's got to put one on either side and shit. Yeah. He's tying ropes to hold the little limbs up. <laughs> he takes off one of his socks, puts it on the third side to try to counterbalance it. <laughs> All right. So, so then he goes to fix the nativity scene that the little girl was playing with. And this is where we drop into the most bizarre of his doodly doos. This is the one where he has his fantasy about being at the nativity. Yes. But again, it's not just him at the nativity. It's him at the nativity, but he's still an awkward piece of shit. Right? Because <laughs> yep. in his own fantasy, at the birth of Christ, he'd be walking around going, excuse me, excuse me, sorry. Shut up. Sorry. Oh, I left something. One second. What'd I got to go back. Okay, what'd you leave? Me. I'll get it for you. You go back out. What did you, what did you, what did you leave? Can you pass the popcorn? What? <laughs> Mr. Kroger, everyone's gathered around to see the Christ child, the newborn king, and Mr. Kroger's fucking asking where the bathroom is and asking for high fives. <laughs> Who wants cocoa? Nobody? Nobody wants cocoa. Great. Jeez. It's Israel in the spring, asshole. Get out of here. So, yeah, so he's like, he's wandering around in the nativity. He's like, oh, wow. Well, you're the baby Jesus, aren't you? So he has, starts having this weird conversation with this baby. Now, up until this moment, we've learned that he, like, is really doing whatever he's doing. Like, you know, when he bowed and, and, and held out his hat to the woman in real life, we cut and he's bowing and holding out his hat. When he kisses the woman's hand in his fantasy, we come out of it and he's kissing a woman's hand in real life. I so wanted to come out of this fantasy and he's just saying all this weird shit to somebody's baby. <laughs> <laughs> or to George, who he's like swaddled and put into a manger. <laughs> <laughs> and like, again, in his fantasy, he is awkward and stumbly in front of the baby. G like he is getting destroyed my baby Jesus in this conversation is like, oh, well, hello there, baby Jesus. Fuck, I guess I didn't bring you anything, which is crazy because it's my fantasy. I could just I could imagine some myrrh right here. I was, <laughs> but in in my dreams, I come unprepared and awkward to the birth of Jesus. Well, and then he's like, he thanks baby Jesus for dying on the cross for him, and I'm just like, spoiler alert, dude, come on. <laughs> Come on, at least oh. let him. He might not want to know yet. It's going to be so hard to nail into those tiny little feetsies. Look at them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm just kidding. You'll be a you'll be a grown up. But imagine if they did it now. Oh, is that a good thing if they did it early? Like a little staple gun? I don't know. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> I'm going to crucify my baby now for comedy. I want you all to know that. <laughs> don't do that. Are you sure it's not December? Everybody says it's December. <laughs> <laughs> also there's a great moment here too where he's like you know and oh by the way jesus while we're you know while we're just chatting i wanted to thank you for making life so much easier for me for comforting me when my wife died also whatever the opposite of thanks is for killing my wife since you and god and the holy ghost are all one guy so yeah, both sorry of those things I know that she was the only known case of milk leg of the face, but I, it would have been great if you had just let her stick around a little bit longer. Also, I'm sorry I yelled at that old lady for breaking her pipes on purpose. What was that? I She wanted to fuck him. It turns out that was real. That is old timey fuck code. Right? Yeah, he starts talking about like, oh, and by the way, I, I apologize for getting all bitchy with that one lady who fixed her pipes just because she was lonely and wanted me there to hang out with her and Oh, gee, we we sure became friends and we were real close. And then she died because everything is depressing in my life. God, he's interviewing Jesus like the Chris Farley show, right? <laughs> remember the remember, time when I prayed to you? Remember in the crucifixion? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the Big Bang? <laughs> so, how big was it? <laughs> Pretty big, right? Oh, play yeah. That record backwards says Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. <laughs> is that a hoax? Yeah. And then he concludes by yelling, I love you. You're my closest friend. And I just wrote, I love you. You're my closest friend. Jimmy Stewart yelled at a baby. It's good to be back at my job. <laughs> 
Yes, super uncomfortable with the 70-plus-year-old man yelling I love you to a baby that doesn't seem that into him. No. But the message here is like, well, I may be lonely, but at least I'm the right religion, darn it. <laughs> right? Sorry, what? Did you say something back? <laughs> no? When when he's what? doing this weird, like, I love you so much, baby Jesus thing, they have this weird blur filter on stuff. And he's bringing his hands to his face, but because they're blurry, I thought he was eating cotton candy. They're just his hands. But I really thought Jimmy Stewart was going to take a big bite of cotton candy and be like, all right, did you want some, baby Jesus? Oh, you can't have it. <laughs> you too, too young for it, I bet. My Who next knows? fantasy is cotton candy. That's it. <laughs> all right, but then there's a knock on the door that pulls him out of this fantasy as well. It's mom and Clarissa here for the mittens. Right. <laughs> and th they react with appropriate horror at the fact that he decorated his tree with their mittens. Yeah, right, right. Like the, you kind of expect the mom to be like, turn him inside out, honey. If, if you're going to put him on now, turn him inside out. Oh, no, don't turn him back inside. Turn him back inside. <laughs> put him down. So, yeah, And as an excuse, when they're like, hey, you decorated your home with my child's belongings. He's like, yeah, sorry. I, let, let me explain. That probably <laughs> seems creepy. I'll make your it better. Child, <laughs> your child is everything good about Christmas. To which the mom responds, okay, so we're going to go. We got to go. We're we gonna... have another place caroling to do. Yes. <laughs> but, then, but then he's like, no, oh, wait, wait. I have a gift for young Clarissa. And he goes and gets the baby Jesus from his nativity scene to give to her. And she's just like, well, that was you just had that. That was not for for me. I was just like, that's not for just me. Grab if it is for me, trinket. it's weird. Pretty weird. You would. <laughs> what am I going to do with just part of a nativity scene? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> she just throws it in the trash can right outside of his apartment. Oh, <laughs> I'm watching you. Well, don't hand me garbage if you don't want me to throw it away. <laughs> And then they go to fuck off, and I'm like, I love this movie. If they just left, oh. <laughs> it just goes, oh. And then the movie ended. Right. Oh, the, the last shot is just a gun. There, The door closes, and they hear a gunshot from inside. The mom's like, keep walking, honey. Keep walking. Oh, God. Hark the herald <laughs> angels sing. Clarence the angel shows up 30 minutes afterwards. Fuck, I'm late. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's just everywhere. Do I have to clean this? Just ends with George sitting on the couch by himself, happily watching TV. <laughs> All right. But but just as she's walking out, Clarissa pokes her head back in and says, hey, do you want to come singing with us? And mom's like, ah, now you've already said it. Shit. Oh, I don't have a just, can't unsay. You seem so excited. Fuck. <sighs> I was only half paying attention. They go, uh, we need a bass. And I thought they said, do you play the bass? And I really had this awesome image of Mr. Croker standing behind him just being like, do 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 Spinning an upright bass. Seinfeld? But they invite him out to go caroling with him and to have turkey dinner afterwards. And mom hates this so clearly. She's like, yeah. Then we're going to dinner afterwards, and apparently we're just bringing strangers now. <laughs> and then they go to leave, and little Clarissa turns to Jimmy Stewart and says, I love you, Mr. Kruger. I'm like, that's a little fast. A little quick. What else? Yeah. Yeah. Awkward, like the Jesus moment. And then somebody is like, hello. I'm the narrator. <laughs> um, I got stuck in traffic with the angel, Clarence. Uh, Christmas is love the end? Sorry. Real sorry. You know how you need a narrator to know when a movie's over? That's now goodbye. Yeah. A fucking narrator shows up out of nowhere and goes, and that's what Christmas is all about. Offering a temporary respite from the loneliness that is your life. But, you know, you send him back to that shitty little apartment at the end of the day. And then he had to do Christmas. I mean, this was just the eve of. So, uh, see, 
because this was Heath's Christmas future, when the little girl said, I love you, I really wanted Mr. Kroger to be like, I don't love labels, but um, <laughs> I'll, I'll come get some dinner. <laughs> Tell your daughter she's being weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the movie's like, but even if you're lonely this Christmas, don't worry. Jesus loves you. The end. Uh, and uh, and that's it. I, I feel like we're Mormon. Also, uh, we forgot to mention <laughs> Mormonism. Mormon plus uh, Joe Smith. The end. Well, so I think, though, a lot of what Mormons were trying to do with filmmaking in the late 70s and through the 80s and everything was trying to distract people from the fact that they were Mormon. Right. They wanted Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to just sound like one of the churches to you. You know what? They should keep doing that. That was yep. a good idea. That was a good idea. <laughs> right. It's a good policy. You know, it'd be a great way for us to not notice you were Mormon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just disband that shit altogether. All right. So, okay. The moral of this story seems to be to me, if you've got a daughter, share her with the janitor, right? Like, is that, am I off? Am I missing something? Yeah, or explain mm. to your kids they're not allowed to invite strangers before you go caroling. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. It's a cautionary tale. Just leave the mittens. I think that's the, yeah. the moral. <laughs> <laughs> mittens are disposable, the movie. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for our review of Mr. Kruger's Christmas. It's not going to do it for the episode just yet, though, because we still need to quin quin quag and duos and tuple down on this. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Geronimo, David A.R. White's very <gasps> first movie. Oh, it's oh, I. It sounds so racially sensitive. <laughs> 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 all right, so with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode two fifty four to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation to patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Data, DD Minus, and The Skeptocrat, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robinson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotty. We will drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a check of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work hard and earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club clothes. At the end of that turkey dinner, Mr. Kruger was like, hey, so what's everyone doing after this? And everyone backed out of the room in silence. <laughs> the next day, he realized this movie had actually been Mr. Kruger's Christmas Eve. There's a sequel. Mrs. McCallahan stopped banging on the pipes and got on Tinder. <laughs> McLean, bigot. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> potato. <laughs>get on the first try awesome good to hear one one two Shit. i'm sorry <laughs> yep, there it is. it's in my own head <laughs> one five two, Shit. three four, four five. five god five. damn all right I'm i was like i'm gonna power through i'm gonna power through we're gonna make this happen no we didn't all right one more time one two three Four, four, five. five. <laughs> the rule of threes was so strong there. It was impossible. Impossible for that <laughs> to go well. Illegal. <laughs> I thought it was, I, I, as we were going into it, I'm like, it's my turn to fuck it, it up. Is it absolutely is absolutely your turn. <laughs> Hi. I'm Eli Bosnick. Jimmy Stewart wrestling a little girl <laughs> off a ladder. Fuck out of my way. <laughs> I'll kill you like I killed all those German civilians. <laughs> oh, God. You think I haven't killed a child before? <laughs> Look at my paintings. Oh, God. <laughs> There's no Zen. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's been really giving me shit recently. Well, they just joined a video beta. You want to sign up for their video beta? Oh, God, man. Boy, does that video beta 
remind everyone why we need models in the world. Like, guys, <laughs> guys, just hire some people. With the, you can even like just because you don't need specific types of pictures. You can just go buy pictures of people. Don't use you two. Or even better. Hey, Jeff, change your fucking shirt, man. It's covered in stains <laughs> yes. from, I assume, a thousand meals. <laughs> Oh, fucking it's gross sloppy <laughs> and shit. All right, we got a count to do. Sorry. This looks great. Look at how good the timing is. <laughs> hey, man, you got a full pizza crust in your beard. <laughs> like the, the ring. I, it's not even separated. That's crazy. How did you eat the pizza? Did you, you put your head through it like a Victorian rough and ate your way out? <laughs> is that what you did? Yes. Oh, don't give Heath ideas. <laughs> I've done that. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.